Okay. Uh, Tails and Knuckles episode. Um, did you know that both of them have Believe in Myself in their songs, but only one of them is named Believe in Myself? Interesting. It's true. That's funny, because I've... Never mind. I, <laughs> I, I was going to make a, a joke pertaining to, like, the lyrics, but it's, it's, it doesn't. Never mind. Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Welcome Ugh. to Let's Talk About Sonic, a podcast about Sonic the Hedgehog. We're in our Sonic Adventure 1 phase, um, everyone. We're not we're not done because we want to talk about more than just the the, the stuff that Sonic goes through specifically. We I'm spent proud. an hour talking. Admit we spent an hour <laughs> talking about one sixth of this entire game. What's seventh technically? There's yeah, so technically. much of this game to talk about, but that's fine because now we're going to be talking about two thirds of it. So mm -hmm. you could tell that the ball is is really like it's downhill from here but not like in the <laughs> bad sense in like the the fast sense things right. go faster yeah it's gonna accelerate a lot it's yeah that's get condensed that's physics well it's gonna get kinetic because it was kinetic it was potentialed but now it's kinetic <laughs> yeah i i was reaching for some of those those cool physics-y terms and instead still went with like a time one <laughs> I took physics by accident in college, so I know. Oh yeah, do you want to talk about that for a while? No. Okay. Sorry to get your hopes up. No, it's okay. Just, I'm just curious. Yeah. So anyway, that's what it. do you think Tails does in his story? <laughs> that's that sounded more passive aggressive than I meant it. I don't know. <laughs> See, this is the thing: is that to warm up, uh, you played the last like. I don't know fourth of it. I know that's that's why that's why I'm asking you. I'm really curious. I feel like what I have a really I fresh memory from from the previous uh, the previous three quarters of Tales story. Whenever I played it, I don't know how many months ago. So but like, so here's what I think happens in Tales story is um, it's basically the same as Sonic story except everything's a little bit scarier and a little bit bigger, and then um, at the end things go off the rails because Sonic uh, has his head in the sand or something. Right, yeah, he gets his head in the sand, and he doesn't ever, like, actually get it out of the sand, so that's why we don't see him for the rest of the story. Yeah, and then Tails goes sandboarding. Yeah, which, like, good for him. I've never done that, but it seems pretty fun. Yeah, neither did Sonic Team. They didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> that, I, mean, I don't, that's I don't know how true. to keep this... <laughs> Wait, is that actually true? Yeah, is that when they were doing, like, the, the like... When they were going around the world, I think, well, did they go around the world or was it just South America? I think they mostly just went to South America. Okay, the well thing. then, yeah, when, when, when they were getting, when they were doing research for Sonic Adventure, they discovered sandboarding, like they, they learned about the sport, and oh, they were like, that's this is, yeah, this is so cool, we're going to put it in our game, and I guess <laughs> we'll make Tails do it and no one else. No, that's awesome. That's great, actually. I thought, I thought for a second what you meant was that uh, when they made it in Sonic Adventure, they didn't know it was a real life thing, and I was like, how? How? That <laughs> Pulling my hair apart. Well, okay, I think that's happened before in games where, like, they, they like a developer, not necessarily Sonic Team, would include mm. something in their games and they would learn after the fact that it is, like, a real thing. I couldn't tell you offhand what that is, you know. Right. Like, what like what I'm remembering, but, yeah. Um, 
Oh, I actually have uh, one anecdotal example of that. Um, you know, in like Donkey Kong Country, in that one ice level, there's the ropes where um, you can't just like stay put on them. When you when you grab on one of them, you go down, or when you grab on the other color, you just you're pulled up magically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not a real thing at all. Oh well, I mean that's not surprising. Yeah. So you were basically you were basically right with uh, Tail's story for the most part. The only other major thing is that. Um, he gets like there's a lot of space between the two points where he diverges or um, diverts rather uh, I think diverges is still accurate maybe where yeah, he diverts he, he, he... from Sonic's path yeah, yeah. But like yeah yeah he, he goes and rebuilds the tornado after after sandboarding which is very cool of him um, but he forgot the landing gear because he was in such a rush and it's isn't that little isn't that so cute of him making little mistakes like that oh Oh, Tails, you silly guy. Always oh, forgetting um, pivotal mechanisms for survival. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Makes me think of uh, when I forget to eat. Well, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose that's true. He's just like me for real. Oh my god. <laughs> Tails is, Tails is funny because um, everything in his story is way scarier than it is in everyone else's, and that's done intentionally. Yeah, uh, it. I I like to think about this a lot, uh, especially now that I've like refreshed myself on Tails' story, because I think in our in our memories of it, it gets a little exaggerated how how much scarier things are depicted for Tails, but it's still true. It's still like a really obvious element of his narrative and the voice acting and the like um it, it's incredibly easy to compare just the the same or mostly the same lines uh as as done by dean bristow in the english dub between sonic's story and tail's story in the same cutscenes. and here that like it's really clear someone in the recording studio told dean bristow to be like okay now go even deeper and more exaggerated with it get really scary that I'm, kind of thing. Yeah, I'm like genuinely curious as to how that kind of talk would have went in Sonic Team, knowing what we know about how oh, yeah. that game's voice acting uh, sessions went. I think it's kind of a marvel that that Dean Bristow's stuff for Tail Story is like really obviously distinct from the other stories. That's true. Yeah, I mean the yeah because the it's it's distinct in a lot of the other stories too, but with Tails, it's definitely one of the most outwardly noticeable ones right i think like a lot of people are able to to pick up on it which is a good thing like it, it should be a really straightforward easy thing to pick up on in my opinion yeah uh, it being perceptible is better than it not definitely <laughs> yeah um the thing i was going to say earlier is like i feel like i have a lot of different ways i can go in terms of of uh talking points for tales story i don't know if there's anything that that jumped out and you jumped out at you in particular um, I mean, with the story, eh, because it's, it's more or less just Sonic's except Tails learns to have self-confidence. And that's like the whole, right. the whole bit of it is that at, at the end, he, he fights uh, Eggman by himself and then he, you know, he believes in himself. He, he does the thing. Um, mm. But uh, gameplay wise, his, his gameplay, I, it's, I don't know if I would say it's interesting 
Um, <laughs> but it is cool. Like, it's a cool idea, and I think it is still fun. It's just not... It's, it's, it's inherently derivative. It's intentionally derivative, mm-hmm. and it is still kind of cool. It's still kind of cool at the end of the day. I, yeah. I just played with them, and it made me realize that, like, I dislike how short the flight timer is on him. Mm. And I, I kind of get it. It's semi-balanced out with how much faster he goes compared to his flight in any other game, kind of before or after, where you can fly. But I don't know how many games he can fly in after. Like, there's yeah. there's heroes, but not that I've played um, the bits of heroes where you can drop t- uh, Sonic and Knuckles for a hot minute, like, in any recent memory. I um, I couldn't tell you. Like, I don't remember how Tails' flight works standalone in that game, but I do know that when he's stacked up, um, your flight like the cap of where you go is limited to where you start i yes. think it's really weird it's super weird you have like an actual ceiling you can hit um that doesn't that like doesn't even mean anything for how far you can fly i i in, think in terms the, of like distance yeah because i think the timer in, in heroes only runs out if you move around while you're flying mm-hmm. like you can just sit there hitting the the proverbial ceiling not moving and and you could just sit there forever, technically. Yeah, it's super weird. Uh, the point I wanted to make, though, is that, like, uh, Tails' flight speed in this game, I think is kind of supposed to be balanced out by the flight timer. But it does mean that, like, if you don't control yourself well in a situation where you could easily fall when you're, like, trying to target somewhere specific to land, and mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not doing your button presses well enough to make that landing, you have very little let. You're going to fall pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and Tails definitely falls like a rock as soon as he stops flying. Yeah, it's it's way more for distance than for height, which oh yeah is interesting. It means though that like, uh, when you're lacking in height for the distance that you need to make, you can't make that distance anymore. Yep. That's what I mean. Is why that's what I mean when I say it doesn't have much let. It's not very forgiving. Which is funny to think about for Tails, but I think. It, it comes off more like what they were going for was less uh, forgiving, easy mode than than usual for Tails and more look at what you can do, like just uh, the, the freedom of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's definitely the whole MO for Tails is that you are revisiting Sonic's levels and you're snapping them in half. You're just flying over everything and that's the fun of it. Because yeah. one of the major criticisms of Tails' story is that like, because you could fly over everything, it's too easy. But the, that is literally the point. Um, mm-hmm. We t- we talked about this with regards to like the Spin Dash and Sonic story last time, but I I do think it's very it's very clear that a lot of Sonic is making your own difficulty, wherein the game does not necessarily provide where you are like the the game gives you a scenario where you can push yourself further than the game necessarily requires um Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the case with tails is learning how to to weave around the invisible death planes to get to the end even faster than you already do against the cpu opponent yeah i think that's honestly kind of a theme of these first three characters in the game just in general is like the sentiment of um here's some really powerful tools make use of them without like much restriction yeah definitely it's not like sonic team is watching over your shoulder or anything when you play this game yeah they yeah they kind of just let you loose especially if you're playing as tails tails especially gets let loose Mm -hmm. 
I feel like that is kind of... Oh, I had one other small thing with regards to his gameplay, but, like, that's kind of it. I think um, the fact that he can roll is cool. Um, even if he can't spin dash like Sonic anymore, I think, like, having that option is neat. It's definitely made obsolete by the rhythm bad badge upgrade because you get so much finer control with that compared to rolling. Mm -hmm. But at the same time... um. No, not at the same time. The other thing I want to say is you still have it. Uh, it's just you have to be running at Tails' absolute top speed. Um, like, in terms of running speed, he can manage without any outside assistance in order to roll. And it's weird that he can still do it because it doesn't have really, like, any use. Yeah. Especially at the point that you get it, that you get the rhythm badge. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't think this game has any, like, specific rolling downhill makes you go any particularly faster than running downhill stuff, does it? Uh... Because I don't remember. Maybe it does. The thing is, like, I just never rolled enough in SA1 to, to notice. Mm hmm You just don't really need to. Um... I don't know. I, I just never really messed around with it, which is weird, because I roll all the time in the 2D games. It's it's useful in some cases because like you're not using it in the way that you would use it in the 2D games where you're rolling around to build up speed on slopes. You're using it for combat, basically. Mm -hmm. um, the, fact, the fact that you can uncurl adds to it. Yeah, definitely. Because I've learned, um, speaking, uh, getting a little bit ahead, uh, when I was playing as Knuckles, that rolling was a little useful because that's basically how you attack while keeping up your speed. Because, like, right. you, you punch when you are stopped, like, dead in your tracks. Like, you have to stand there and punch. Um, but rolling is, is kind of just as good, and it's very useful for bosses, because you just roll into them. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I've always jumped at stuff in SA1, and I guess I haven't had, like, huge problems with it. But I could see, I could see my, like, quality of life playing the game going up if I rolled more. Yeah, I, I think there's a weird um lack of safety to jumping sometimes in SA1 mm -hmm. not to say like oh you're going to get hurt and like die well maybe you'll get hurt i think <laughs> the the getting hurt part is is the safety thing cuz like i i would rather roll into something where the weak spot is low to the ground um than jump into it like right you know chaos 2 <laughs> i guess it's just not something that sonic typically has to worry about because he has the homing attack for that exact I mean, yeah. purpose yeah for that exact purpose yeah and the funny thing is because of the rhythm badge tails also doesn't have to worry about it eventually i I like i he also doesn't really get scenarios where he needs to use it after you get it now that i think about it it's useful for the final boss and that's and that's basically about it that's kind of the consequence of of him not having very many bosses no he also just has a short story in general i mean everyone other than sonic does but like it really, how do I put this? The upgrade system really highlights how short some character stories are because yeah. you'll get something that seems like it's going to be useful and then you just kind of don't really get much out of it after that point because you're not put in a, in a scenario post-getting it where it's particularly versatile. Like yeah. you get to, get to see much use out of it. Because how many does Tails get? He only gets like two, right? Because I know Knuckles I gets basically just two he gets the shovel claws and then he gets the the fighting gloves 
Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember what Tails gets outside of the Rhythm Badge, to be honest. Because he, he gets the Rhythm Badge and the Jet Anklet. I know those two, but I don't think oh, he gets jet anything anklet. else. Yeah, I, th I think that's it. He gets his Jet Anklets. His Jet Anklets? Yeah, they're his. Oh, do you get them in his workshop or something? No, that's what Tikal says when you get them. Huh. I don't... See, that's that's the one thing I don't remember from from uh, the first three quarters of the game, how long ago I played them. I'm pretty sure that when you get them, she says, you got you found your jet anklets. Good good job finding them. Don't know where you lost them. They were in the sewer. I don't know how they got there, though. I don't know how they're, they got there. They're in the sewer, and they're not even in the same sewer as where Sonic got the Lightspeed shoes. Different sewer. Because it's you behind Twinkle Park. You ever get the uh, the idea, the implication from Sonic Adventure that maybe Tails and Sonic just hang out in the sewers sometimes? Interesting. They're like Ninja Turtles. They're like Ninja Turtles. They probably eat pizza there, too. Yeah. Not very hygienic. Yeah, actually. Ugh. Maybe it's better that Tails has a house, then. Yeah. I wonder if Sonic ha not having a house is a factor in this. Yeah, maybe. I'm getting too into this this thought train because I was literally about to say Sonic should like buy and have multiple houses around the planet so he just can go live in a bunch of different places depending on where he's feeling. Um, and it's just very silly. See, that is funny because it is certainly a way to get around Sonic's personality and the fact that he probably wouldn't be a homeowner for that exact reason. Yeah. Yeah. We're not talking about Sonic, though. I mean, we are, but you know, but we're not. Yeah, it's kind of like a formality at this point. We have to meet the quota, you know? You know how it is. <laughs> we have to have Sonic in every episode name, you know? Yeah. So the only other things I had to say about Tails, like, story, story is, like, little bits of analysis. Just, just like, teeny tiny little bits. We already talked about it a little bit that Tails has character development in his story. I kind of, I label it in my notes as kind of superficial, which, like, it is, but it's very perceptible. It's really obviously the point of his narrative. It's it's hard to miss. Yeah. Um, But it also, like, it isn't really explored that much outside of his ending and the little flashback scene to him thinking about when he first met Sonic and, like, reflecting on their relationship and stuff, which is a cute little detail. But it's, oh yeah, it's that important. Is, I, yeah, that is there. <laughs> Sonic Adventure has a couple of weird flashback cutscenes that like use existing game assets to depict like older zones. That feels yeah. really weird. It's super weird. Um, I don't remember anything about how Amy's Sonic CD flashback looks at all. Isn't it? Well, it's a couple things. Cause isn't it like Beta Emeralds? Not Emeralds. Uh, Windy Valley. Is it? I Does that even like exist so. in the final game? No, I, I think it's just a PNG of Beta Windy Valley. Oh, oh my God! I'm curious what that, what what that looks like, and uh, I guess we'll get to that when we get to those stories. But yeah, because I was gonna say it's like oh well, it would be like Sky Deck or something, but no, I think it is Beta Windy Valley. Okay, weird, but it still uses like the game models for them. Yeah, it's it's the game models layered over a, a fake background funny um and i guess i didn't really have much else to say about that just that like i want to note that 
that stuff in Sonic Adventure is very light on on character. It it does it. I mean, that's that's still not true. The way I want to phrase it is more like Sonic Adventure is really interested in character narratives, but uh, approaches them all very simply. And it kind of goes whole hog on what it, what it does, but it's still very simple. So there's not really like any depth to care to uh, the character exploration development in the game. Yeah, and, and just kind of just kind of put that on the table because I feel like it. Most people, the way they talk about it is either Sonic Adventure One should get more credit for the character stuff it does, and they go like really in on it's super cool that this happened, that this happened, that this happened. Why don't the later games do this? Um, or they're more in the camp of Sonic Adventure 1's writing is really lackluster, the stories are really poorly paced, the characters are not very interesting. Um, and those those don't really intermingle much in the conversation, I think. It's very two-sided. And I think both are kind of very true of Sonic Adventure 1 and are, are worth looking at. Yeah, it's, you know, it's their first time really going for an in-depth story, so it, it kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's weird, because it Tails is the first story in the game. Like if you're going in, in you know, the the circle of yeah. characters, um, that really does have some form of of an arc. And you'd think that that would that would mean that oh well, th- there's interesting things to talk about with Tails because you you know he has an arc, so maybe that's worth talking about. But it really is just like he becomes independent. Yeah. He, he sets out to be a little more independent. He does it. Yeah, like it's it really isn't that much more complicated than that because yeah. he he just goes through the levels and then he fights Eggman and it it just kind of slowly happens. I don't know. I I feel like that approach of it is very literal, but it does feel like there's not a lot of depth to what goes on. It just kind of goes on. You know. No, I, I agree. I agree completely. Um, the only other things I wanted to mention regarding it is that, like, Tails is more proactive than, than Sonic is in this game, which I find interesting. We talked yeah. about this in Sonic's episode. He's a very reactive character, especially in SA1. Things happen around him. He does what comes natural. Tends to work out. Tails uh, shows up early on with the Chaos Emerald and is like, hey, we should go get these um i'm gonna power up the tornado with this it's gonna be really cool um after casinopolis tails is the one who's saying come on let's get going we got stuff to do we gotta beat eggman all the emeralds and uh he's the one who uh rebuilds and reworks the tornado following uh the crash landing on the after the first sky chase like he does a fair bit just because he thinks there's something to be done, um, which I find interesting in contrast to Sonic. He's not like that the whole game, like especially at the very end, his defining moment, uh, defeating a uh, chasing Eggman through Speed Highway to defeat him in Station Square, is very uh, reactive. But like I think I still think it's interesting to talk about. And lastly, this was. Maybe not the last moment, but in my mind, kind of the last major moment of Tails just being a scrappy little mechanic instead of a, a scientist smart boy. Yeah, it is very funny to think of Tails being Sonic's moral compass. 
more or less. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. But it's not necessarily wrong. At least, like, not Holly. Yeah. Not Holly. It's not Christmas anymore. Yeah, it's not, um... No, I can't remember what it was, like, Holy Field, Holly Field from, from Battle. I can't remember what it's called. Hol Holly Summit. There we go. Which is yeah. mistranslated Holy Summit. That was that was my continuation of the bit. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's the Knuckles level. That's so funny. It is. I like that about that. You know where Knuckles also is? Is it in this game? Yes. Is he at a place that's in this game? He's he's at the Master Emerald. Let's go see him. Okay. <laughs> there he is. That's Knuckles. He's sleeping though. We should yeah, we should we should leave him alone. Cool, let's uh, lower our voices for this section then. Yeah. So he's in this game. He's in this game. He's allowed to do whatever he wants in this game. Yeah, that's also kind of the point of his arc. Well, he doesn't have an arc. No, he just has moments. Yeah, he does have moments. It it is um maybe the 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 point of him being here and like his story is that it's supposed to be like maybe it's it's more of like a, a soft spoken arc. Um cuz it's kind of him like getting back at at Eggman for tricking him again. And they mm. kind of make a pointed effort to to mention that, because when he gets on the egg carrier, he just straight up goes like, "Now we'll see who's so easily tricked." Right. Um, even though they really lay on the the past flashbacks with him thick, because I mean it's echidna stuff, so like of course, but his history with the echidna tribe really doesn't matter that much in this game, even though they want you to to feel like it matters by virtue of showing you so many. It's mostly just like. Knuckles is doing his own thing, trying to fix the Master Emerald. Nothing will stop him, and no one will trick him ever again. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like... Um, this is kind of a, an interesting point of contrast, actually, because something I was thinking about with, um, with Tails' character development in this game is that it does... It does carry over an essay, too, a bit. People like to harp on his... his uh, like death cry or whatever in that game, the voice clip that plays when you fall and uh, in the pits and stuff being him crying out for Sonic and be like, Oh, guess, guess there goes all that character development. But that's not really how it works. Tails is still fairly independent in SA2 and does there a lot goes of all things. That character development as he dies, screaming out <laughs> for help <laughs> to his primary source of help. That's awful. <laughs> God, the idea of someone responding to a character to a character death in fiction being like, dang, there goes all that character development. Actually, that's true. People do respond that way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes mm. it is justified. It's just that Tails is yeah. not. No. But, <laughs> but it's funny how often people cite that voice clip for some reason. When, like, Tails is not Sonic dependent in SA2. He's very much, like, on equal footing with him the whole game. Yeah, SA2 definitely, like, it, the, the whole point of SA2 is that, like, Tails is now independent, but the, the next goalpost for him is learning that he has very little experience being independent. Right, yeah. So he's he's really thrust into things. Yeah, um, and he, he gets tricked. Yeah. 
it's not to change topics too hard, but I, it just made me realize that it's one of the nice things about SA2's story that it doesn't it doesn't uh, lean too hard on any one character as the protagonist up until like the end. Um, it does a, a pretty decent job actually handling an ensemble cast for the two the two halves of the story. Yeah. But the reason I pointed that out as a point of contrast was that like uh, Knuckles Knuckles introspection and like his treatment as a, a serious character who does get his like comeuppance on other people who have treated him wrong really does start to to fade as early as the next game. Yeah. It's not like a total joke, but like giving him a direct foil in the form of Rouge really makes all of his quips like feel weaker. Like he really has a lot less backbone than it, than he wants you to think. Yeah, which is the point, I would say. It's just... right. I mean, just because the point doesn't mean it has to be something that we like. Yeah, it's weird. Knuckles is a weird character because, like, I don't know. There's just so much they haven't done with him, really. Yeah. Because, like, his his independence is his biggest strength and his flaw, basically. Um, and they they've never really done anything to like really give him development in that to make it a stronger part of him or even challenge it or do anything. Um, and and that's why Rouge being a foil is definitely like. Rouge is equally as independent, but she's also much more experienced and confident. She may not be as mm-hmm. strong as Knuckles, but, like, she is capable. Like, she could take care of herself, and she's smart. And Knuckles doesn't have that level of experience. And that's just really the big draw, is that it kind of just paints Knuckles as, like, like you said, as kind of a joke. And part of that is his whole unrelated quest in SA2, like, just completely unrelated mm-hmm. to everything else. And then th- the other part of it is, is yeah, just seeing that contrast be laid bare. Um, but I guess he doesn't really have that foil that much in SA1. It's just, like, Eggman shows up, he tricks Knuckles again, and Knuckles is like, I'm so tired of getting tricked, I'm just gonna not do it again. Yeah, and it does, like, make his arc a little unsatisfying, but I think that's why they gave him the opening and closing moments of just talking to himself at the altar, which are by far the most captivating parts of his story, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just nice to hear... I don't know, it's it's such a fun contrast to the action to, like, just have a character sit down and reflect on things in their life. Yeah, I just wish that they gave him more of it, and it was, like, all so smart and smartly yeah. written. Yeah. Wish it was, like, impactful. Yeah. It's it's more so that I yearn for the tone of it. That's that's the only reason I go back to those scenes and be like, ah, oh, it's so cool. Kinda yeah, hit. I I guess that's where Knuckles would really shine if he had his own solo adventure and and it was very like just Knuckles going on some unrelated adventure quest or treasure hunt or something because it would it would just be a lot of introspection about that and. I think if you were to do that and remove him from the floating island, then that would also help because it would be a lot more personal because a lot of his introspection, like it is very personal, but it is still very deeply rooted to his place on the floating island and how much it means mm-hmm. to him. So taking that away would be a big difference, I think. Yeah, 
it it truly is wild that they have not done this. Yeah, because we've talked about this so many times at this point. <laughs> it, it's also interesting that like he he around this time he kept like perseverating over um the floating island and what it means to him, but they they really just didn't challenge that ever. Yeah. Um, and then I just didn't want to talk about it again. Yeah. It's it's all just so weird how like the dynamic between him and everyone else just doesn't really exist. But they want it to exist so bad mm-hmm. because it's Sonic Tails and Knuckles. It has to exist, but it just doesn't. It just doesn't. It's it's frustrating. I can see a lot of the design reasons they want that trio to exist. Their colors work really nice together. I wonder why. Maybe it's because they were expressly designed to work together uh, in a non-ensemble cast, and then now they're trying to make them an ensemble cast. And it's it, it's to some degree why I like the idea of Sonic Tails Amy as as a group that works together because their personalities and writing makes them work, but visually they don't they don't work as a trio. Like it feels imbalanced with primary blue Sonic, primary yellow Tails, pink Amy, especially we talked about this before again, <laughs> the way that uh, Sonic and Tails have uh, wonderful character palettes for, for what they're trying to accomplish and they mm. stand alone. Great. And modern Amy's design is very monotone etc etc the usual stuff her design just doesn't work with the with them in the same way knuckles does but knuckles the character they haven't figured out how to make him work with them in a way that works how much do you think that has to do with um the like how much of that do you think is the reason why they they made amy put her hair down and wear more red i don't know I don't know, actually, because I still think it it runs into the same problem. Because I was thinking of Mar and Amy that whole time. But yeah, I can like still see that being a problem with classic Amy. Yeah, it's it's still definitely the same problem. But like, just noting the specific the changes, like just taking the changes they made between classic and modern Amy, and just kind of like putting them in a vacuum. Like, right? That that would be kind of the the like you know, I'm fumbling over all of my words, but that is kind of like. <laughs> The goal is is that she is technically more knuckles like in her modern incarnation. If you were to just like I said, look at everything in a in a vacuum. No, I see that. I think I've seen someone else make the comparison with uh her spines being down before too. I just kind of forgot about it. Hmm. Weird. I don't know. It's it is weird. I guess while we're on the subject of designs and color palettes and knuckles, oh the, yeah, uh, the fighting gloves, notably ugly yellow gloves, are funny because I feel like the ugly part of them isn't just that they're yellow, because it's a design change. It's the kind of thing that makes sense on paper, but not an execution, mm-hmm. because logically speaking, um, it makes perfect sense. Because it's just taking colors that already exist on his character and, and using them more to 
the intention is to diversify his color palette more like it's giving him a splash of color where there otherwise is literally none because it's just white or rather taking color away i guess um so the the maximum heat knuckles attack that's not what they're called I, I thought they were called like the maximum heat knuckles attack gloves or whatever up until I remembered. Oh, they're just called the fighting gloves. The fighting gloves. Um, the weird thing about them is that they basically just put his shoes on his hands. Cause when, yeah. when we were looking at them, we were, we couldn't remember that they actually do make the cuffs of his gloves green, like his shoes. We, everyone only talks about how yellow the gloves are, but they literally just use the color palette of the shoes. And between that and the shovel claws, like mimicking the little, silver lego on his shoes it's like the same thing yeah the only thing they're missing is any red on them which they don't need to feel the comparison because knuckles is red yeah exactly it's just so weird it's weird what it does to his color palette because it makes it very busy um but yeah like it it is technically an understandable design choice it just doesn't really work yeah it just doesn't really work it's it's very funny I feel like um, I don't have an opinion in the the like comparison between character upgrade looks in SA1 versus character upgrade looks in SA2. Just that I don't like them that much at all in either game. Yeah, they busy up the designs a lot. They busy up the designs a ton. I feel like only really... Mm, I need to get like a refresher on absolutely everyone in SA1. But I feel like only Tails really gets out of it okay. Maybe Amy also, because the warrior feather is pretty unintrusive. I would say Sonic's oh. pretty good too, because it's all like... I, I think the 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 most successful ones in SA1 are like... They both complement the color palettes well, and they also um, are designed in specific ways that complement the general character's like personality and design. Because mm-hmm. like with Sonic, all of his upgrades are very slick and round, and they really complement just sonic period um True. i i think the big problem with like the um the light speed ring is that there's only one of it but i think it would be worse if there were two um it's certainly better than like the flame ring that's for sure or the bounce bracelet which are just <laughs> like big chunky pieces of tech right um that's definitely a big difference is that things get a lot techier for the character upgrades in sa2 yeah I think like part of the reason I think Tails is kind of fine with the character upgrades in SA1 is that one of the things he gets is something that hangs out on his chest in a game where you mostly see characters from behind, mostly. Yeah, and, and the purple does complement him. I guess that does kind of tie into the fandom interpretation of like giving him sky blue shoes. Oh, kind of, yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Because I, I do feel like um, those two things don't match on tails because like giving him the the like sky blue lavender purpley ribbon makes sense um Mm -hmm. it doesn't look bad by any means but yeah it's it's just interesting to think about i think like i don't want to put this it's not that people need to think about character palettes more when they do character design or character redesign stuff but just that they should be open to a lot of different angles they could pick and also open to thinking critically about what choices they make. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a very generally important sentiment for making art 
as a whole, like just thinking critically about your decisions without without it being a thing that you are critical of, if that makes sense. The English language kind of sucks for stuff like this sometimes. Yeah. Don't think of like certain artistic decisions as uh, inherently negative or bad choices. A lot of things are situational. It's just that you should think about what the choice actually means and why it's the choice that you made, why it's a choice that you would want to make, and have that factor into your process. I think that sort of thought process will... Um, I think that sort of thought process would be interesting to hear from artists who who give tales blue shoes about. Yeah, I, I guess if if we're on the subject, to me it's definitely like um, I'm not that big on it because I like the the contrast between Sonic and Tails' individual palettes, mm-hmm. and um, to me giving him blue cools down his color palette in a way that makes it stop feeling as much like tails because um i don't know how to put it It, it's the kind of change that does make sense if you understand like color composition and um what colors complement each other because that's why sonic has red shoes and he is himself blue but it's like with tails he's at his best when he's very orange and um that red brings out that orange color on him that makes him look mm-hmm. very bright and distinct and making his shoes blue makes his shoes a lot louder than they need to be when the focus was never on Tails' shoes they're supposed to be on his tails and that's why he has the the white patch and the white tip is so you can really you know see that and that's why his ar- his his fur gets so dark in a lot of the older artwork is so that contrast is even stronger. Um, it's funny. Tails' color palette is very similar to how modern Amy's is, but for some reason doesn't really shake out the same way. It's super different. I think it has a lot to do with the color composition because uh, modern Amy is kind of white, red, and pink everywhere, whereas Tails has the red very, very localized. Yeah, it it feels like um, with modern Amy, the white trim is very low-key, and the red and the pink really blend together, which overall creates a color palette that um, feels very monotonous. You're getting the, the Sonic and his friends episode part two right now. Yeah, um, really. And with Tails, the the... The orange and the white get basically equal footing on his character. And then, like mm-hmm. you said, the red is basically an accent color on the bottom. Yeah, exactly. I was going to mention that, like, in my head, Tails is kind of a two-tone character, even though he isn't. Just because the third color is such... It is so strongly an accent color, specifically. Whereas the rest of him is just orange and white. You get so much out of the orange and white because he's uh, designed well enough in a way that you can easily pick out every part of him despite him only being made of like two colors yeah it, the the whole process kind of reminds me of going out of your way to hue shift when you don't necessarily have to just because mm-hmm. in in some part of the learning process um hue shifting was was seen as like an inherent good and that you should always do it yeah Th- this feels a little bit like dirty laundry airing but I it's okay. 
yeah i i I think to to like put put a cap on it um i do think that the red shoes kind of tie sonic and tails together in a way that gets lost if you change that and um those two being the grounding colors even though they're really not like grounded colors they're very bright um that unity does a lot to to keeping them to to having them look good standing next to each other that kind of gets lost when when you break that up and and better individualize tails's color palette yeah 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 kind of tying this back uh back to knuckles actually i i realized in this conversation that i think the green on him is really important but it's it's just on his cuffs like in my mind the green is such a big part of his shoes as a whole it's mm. just the cuffs but it's amazing how much that grounds his design as a whole yeah and like if that don't tell you what like the power of accent colors is yeah th- th- exactly the green on on his shoes 100 percent grounds the whole thing because otherwise it's all like super warm bright colors it's like it's tails taken to the extreme but having the green, like, the green and the white, I would say, equally really, like, level out the whole thing. and makes it feel a lot more natural looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also why giving him green cuffs on his gloves looks weird. Yeah. There's nothing for his design. Yeah, it really just, it, yeah. Yep. Actually... Here, here's the one last last thing yeah um i actually don't remember but there is some iteration of tails that gives him blue cuffs on his gloves and i don't remember if that's a oh. modern or a classic thing oh what is that i know exactly what you're talking about but that helps tremendously yeah that's interesting we should look that up after the show i don't remember i don't remember what that is because i know it's also been black I, I mm. think he doesn't have it anymore, but I think in classic designs, it's been both black and blue. Weird. Yeah, I, I definitely want to look into that later. Yeah. This is a pretty interesting subject, actually. From the jump, Tails has been depicted with little belts around his gloves and boots cuffs. Consistent across all the promotional art for the Mega Drive Sonic 2, both from Yasushi Yamaguchi and Greg Martin, Tails is shown with black wrist belts, and blue ankle belts. These colors mostly hold for his art for his subsequent games, with the occasional bit of character art showing him with black ankle belts and the very rare instance of giving him blue wrist belts. By the time all the characters were redesigned for Sonic Adventure and given standardized versions of those designs through Yuji Uekawa's artwork, Tails' ankle belts were turned black, and that's how they stayed since, leaving blue ankle belts' tails a relic of the past. And now you know. I think it's kind of it for... Oh, we didn't really talk about Knuckles' gameplay that much, did we? It's fun. I mean, I had it's fun. fun. It. I, I normally don't really like the treasure hunting stages, but I... I mean, okay, he's fun to play as. It's cool to like go around levels super fast and find all the emeralds in less than a minute, but that's also very reliant on RNG and everything spawning in the right, pla- in the right places. I didn't have a bad time when like I had bad spawn locations and it took me five minutes to find everything in lost world because i was like <laughs> talking through it and not really trying to pay attention but like sky deck was a bad level as it is everywhere else so 
Yeah, that's the thing, is I think, um, if anything holds back Knuckles' gameplay in SA1, it's the level design, trying to work him into existing level sections for other characters. It's it's honestly really hard for me to tell if those sections were designed simultaneously around Sonic and Knuckles going through them, or if they were designed primarily for Sonic and then reworked a bit to make sense with Knuckles' gameplay ideas. It's really hard to tell. Yeah. Like, they can get kind of rough. Um, I think, like, SA2 Knuckles levels are almost just a slew of Red Mountains. I don't know how to feel about that. That was a thought that occurred to me, like, a week ago. Yeah, as I was playing Red Mountain, I was learning that it's not the funnest level in the universe, all things considered. Yeah. It's... Mm. you. The reason why it doesn't work for me is because it is literally just a Sonic level that you are crawling around, so you're like going into places that you're expressly not supposed to go to be finding um, the Emerald Shards, and it feels a little clunky for it. Yeah, whereas, it feels super repurposed. Yeah, whereas... Uh, th this is the interesting thing, is that you could put Sonic in a Knuckles level and it'll feel fine, but you can't put Knuckles in a Sonic level without it feeling like <laughs> Red Mountain. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's why Speed Highway feels okay. Um, that's why... Well, okay, yeah. Casinopolis uh, is basically fine, because, like, Sonic's version of that level is completely different from Knuckles, so, like, that main hub area is basically mm -hmm. just for Knuckles, and it's not really for Sonic. Um, Lost World is whatever. Lost World's whatever. And then Skydeck is... Skydeck is bad. I could see Skydeck, that, that top section, having been built around Knuckles specifically, and then just being awful for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely agree there. Skydeck was a mistake. Yeah, they should just cut Skydeck out of the game. People love to toss around rumors of a Sonic Adventure remake. It would be... So cool if that ever happens and they cut Skydeck from it. That would be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. No second chances. It's ran its course. You had your moment. Yeah, and you blew it. You blew it. Good going, Skydeck. Wow. You'll never work in this town again. <laughs> Very low energy, kind of recap of these two stories but i think that kind of reflects the amount of energy that that feels like was like exerted from them i would say yeah it's funny because I, I feel like they're really seen like sonic tales and knuckles are all seen as like the stories that everyone unequivocally likes as like the the tent poles of sonic adventure but i don't know there's just, like, not enough substance to Tails and Knuckles' stories. Yeah. They're, they're, even though they're, like, the second longest ones, respectively, to Sonic's, they felt really, really short. Yeah. It's funny, I've, ne I've never felt this way about Sonic Adventure 1 before, before, like, revisiting it for these episodes. The last handful of times that I played it or tried to play it, it would be, like, I'd play it for... 30, 40 minutes, get a little tired, put it down, and then pick it up again another time, kind of play it in those those chunks, and it would feel a lot longer of a game. Mm -hmm. But it's so easy to play in one setting. 
like the individual stories i mean yeah yeah and i think a lot of the the things that make that harder for like sonic and tails is literally just sky chase if you cut those out they would be a hundred times easier to just sit and play through all at once yeah i can't find the funny wording for this but like social commentary on uh auto scroller levels yeah kinda yeah uh um i'm crep uh you can you can catch me on our next episode with uh my written treatise on uh on uh, auto scroller levels and you can find me on twitter at crappy blue I'm Mitt, and this is kind of a downer ending, but it's okay, because we're probably going to talk about something more interesting next time. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mitsumiva with an underscore at the end. I think this is the first episode we've recorded since I did that. Yep, which um, uh, might be telling for some people where what our buffer is like. Yeah, but hey. Hey. I'm, I'm severed now from the Mario brand. Wow, I'm really proud of you. I made I made a similar move several years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got away clean. I needed an underscore because the person who has the URL I want got suspended. If you also hate Twitter, <laughs> you can back us on Patreon because we also hate Twitter. We, we have similarly aligned morals. You can back us on Patreon, give us a little money if you like and help us yeah, live but if... our lives while we run this show. Yeah, but if you want to ironically follow us on Twitter after all that, um, you could follow us at LTA Sonic. And if you want to then pay us, um, not on Twitter, on Patreon instead, you could. Uh, I think that's just Patreon.com/slash LTA Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com/slash LTA Sonic. And we have a Discord. Um, I learned recently that the the URL on our Twitter was not good, so I fixed that now, and you could now find it. Uh, you can find it on Twitter, and you could still, as always, find it on our website, uh, ltasonic.card.co. That's C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. And, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, the internet is kind of smelly, but we'll see you in the next zone. Yeah. It's, it's not one of those internet-themed zones, it's fine. Yeah, thank God we've never gotten one of those, right? <laughs> yeah, you're safe from here. <laughs>